Welcome back in 3HL live at Radio Row in Los Angeles. Thanks to Ferguson, HVAC, Two Rivers, Ford, and a Moments Peace Salon and Day Spa. Uh, joined now by a couple of really talented offensive linemen. Is that safe to say, Slay? I, I, I would think so. And then a little ball blood running through one of them. Little so I think blood. that makes him a little better than the other. That would be oh, Mike. Oh, oh. Yeah, I, wow. I got you, Mike. I got you, Mike. That, oh, I, I appreciate that. I heard yeah, go balls. Earlier. <laughs> He's already doing the father versus that's son right. here. You right. know who I'm riding with. All right, that's that's Michael Ouch. Munoz. Ouch. <laughs> Michael Munoz, a consensus All-American at the University of Tennessee, and his dad, Anthony Munoz, nine-time first-team All-Pro. Yeah. So where do you keep the Heisman trophies at uh, Tennessee? Uh, hey, hey. <laughs> hey. Oh, I, mean, I haven't wow. seen them. I spent oh, five comes out years. swinging, guys. Oh, oh, oh. Like, right Mike, you didn't tell me to turn around. <laughs> he had his arm cocked up. I'm just curious. I spent five years down there watching Michael play. And I just was looking for him. Yeah. Let's start there. As a as a dad, how how special was that to, to be able to watch your son play at that level of football? First of all, I tell people, you know, I'll always be a pack. Well, I started pack eight, then I finished pack ten. Now oh, yeah. pack, that's yeah, yeah, how old yeah. I am. Yeah. I tell people, I'll always be a pack twelve guy, yeah. and I'm, I live in Big Ten country. Which, right. but I tell yeah. people, <laughs> I went to every one of his games home and away, and going to make you guys feel there is nothing like the SEC football. I mean, it's just – and thank God that, you know, I played in the NFL and some people recognized me in Baton Rouge because I would have been pummeled because I had my orange on. But it was so much fun. Never forget, we went down, if you remember, the recruiting game. I'm sitting here. He's sitting here. It's Auburn. Mm -hmm. And uh, we kick off the – we say because I'm part of – we kick off the Auburn, and all of a sudden, first play, Auburn's quarterback sets back, throws it out. Deion Grant jumps it, yep. gone. Yep. And, I mean, I couldn't hear myself think. Yeah. Michael, after it kind of settled down, Michael leans over and goes, Dad, wouldn't it be cool to play here? I knew he was he was there. But what a great atmosphere. Having said that, Joe Burrow, obviously, for the Bengals said, you know, no atmosphere in the NFL matches what he played in front of it in college. And, and both of you guys experienced that, right? Like yep. so, so like national guy went. What is he talking about? He's never been to Kansas. All these things, but it's true. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. to to be able to play Death Valley and and just to hear that type of atmosphere, yeah. um, any stadium that he goes into in the NFL from a from a sound standpoint, right. um, it, it's not going to be comparable. But you know, he's on the he's on the biggest stage yeah. right you know that's yeah. where the that's where the nerves yeah. comes in um but yeah yeah when people were saying that i'm like i think he's seen some 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 <laughs> loud stadiums you know it's funny because so my junior year we played there probably ten thousand less than what they have now right. and then i think it was his freshman year i went to watch him play and it was crazier yeah i played so long ago they still had the dorms in the stadium yeah mm-hmm. so we had played a saturday night game friday night we went to a workout you know yeah. walk through they had to clear a path from our bus to the locker room. People were there, and we're like, oh, my God, are we safe? We're from L.A. We're like, are we safe here? But it was a great experience both as a player and then as a dad watching yeah. him play there. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. You talked about that Auburn game. This is an Auburn alum. You yeah, know, so, that's uh, why I rolled my eyes at y'all, by the way. <laughs> yeah. when, you, when you think back on it real quick, though, Mike, what were some of the most difficult places to play? Because I, I got into a little Twitter war last night after Auburn lost to Arkansas watching basketball, and I named Arkansas outside of Rocky Top, of course. Mm-hmm. But Arkansas and Florida were some of the most mm-hmm. – 
terrible places to play and loudest places to play. What was it for you? Yeah, I, I mean, the swamp yeah. definitely would be up there. Yeah. Everybody hates you there. Yeah, <laughs> it really is a swamp. They're yeah, like they dragonflies <laughs> flying around every time. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I mean, playing at LSU, I was a true freshman when we yeah. played there. Just the, the, the teams that they had. I mean, right. you walk out, there's a live tiger, yeah. you know, in a cage. Yep. You're like, where, where am I? So, And just the, the how loud it gets, you yeah. know, with 70,000, 80,000 folks. I, I, those are two of the, the stadiums that stick out to me. One of the great Bengals of all time, Anthony Munoz mm-hmm. with us. His son, Michael Munoz, big star at Tennessee. Anthony, what what about this this matchup, man, the Bengals and the Super Bowl? What do, what do you think about this? I like the matchup. Of course, the, all the talk has been about our offensive line and, of course, guy – pretty good ball player on the other side yeah. Darren Donald <laughs> yeah and Von Miller who's yeah. been rejuvenated yeah. and then they got a couple other guys that are pretty good too so I mean and the guys know that I mean as a line as a former offensive lineman mm-hmm. I knew in big games you know people can have a Jamar Chase they can have a Carl Pickens they can have a Willie Galt right but if your quarterback can't throw the ball you can't utilize those so the guys yeah. know they got to be able to pass, protect, and run. And I believe if they – they don't have to be Superman. I think if they can somewhat contain those guys, I think we have a really good chance because i tell you what, and if Uzama is back playing yeah. with Chase, Higgins, Boyd, and Uzama, and then Mixon, I think we have a, a really legit shot. And then I think our defense. I mean, mm-hmm. Stafford's very talented. Cup, you know, Cup has had a you know crazy year. Yeah, now they have OBJ. I think I like our defensive line against their offensive line. And uh, so I think both offensive lines really have their work cut out for them. Well, we are in Nashville, so obviously the Titans' defense were uh, able to what put nine sacks yeah. on on Joe Burrow and all of that. And and some people are kind of looking similarly defenses at what they're able to do and what the Bengals will see in this game obviously, um, uh, because of that and the pressure Joe Burrow is going to see. Do you see some similarities in what – now the Titans still lost. Right. I mean, the Bengals still won. Yeah. So The Rams um, get 10 sacks and we're world champions. We were world champions. Right. <laughs> no, that won't happen. But, no, so here's the thing. And, and I watched – I was at Nashville and I watched close as I do. Uh, nine sacks, but three or four were Joe's. I mean, I'm going to yeah. say that right. Yeah. They, yeah. He did something I rarely see him do, and that's hold the ball. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. I won't expect him to do that. But still, six or seven sacks. That's a lot. That's a lot yeah. um, this line much better, much yeah. better. So they're going to have to do some things, and hopefully we can run the football. Uh, you know. So I think that will help. But yeah, you know that thing down in Nashville that was uh, not pretty. <laughs> and, uh, like I said, five or six to the offensive line. That's still and. They bounced back against Kansas City, and Kansas City's pretty – I mean, Chris Jones, one of the top guys, and they got some pretty good pass rushers, and we had one or two, and that was it. So uh, this line is capable – I'd say this line is capable of doing that. If you're in the Super Bowl, you're pretty good. I mean, but still – People say, well, Joe Burrow's the most sacked quarterback this year. And I go, yeah, you can't deny that. But, I mean, nine sacks and he throws for 359. Right. And he was unfaced. Oh, my goodness. Like the kid's swagger. I just – what do you guys – you know, what stands out to you about him? I mean, usually you're a second-year quarterback. You're sacked that many times. Like it is in your head. You're seeing ghosts. You're done, right? Didn't phase him. Yeah, I mean, I'm, growing up as a Bengals fan, right? Yeah. I, I feel like through the '90s and the early 2000s, you're you're watching games and you're thinking, okay, how are how are they going to lose this game? Yeah, you know, yeah. In the, on the big stage. Yeah. With this team, it's like when they get behind, what are they going to do to win? Yeah. And I feel like that that it factor is what Joe brings to the team. And there's so much chemistry. Yeah. Guys are having fun. The energy levels high, and uh, it, it's a fun team to watch. 
to your point, he gets sacked. You know something's good going to happen after that. He throws a pick. You know he's going to come out and they're going to drive 80 yards or he's going to <laughs> yeah, throw. That's amazing. You know, it's just, you're right. For a second-year guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just I mean, unfazed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we talk about, you know, left tackles and cornerbacks having that short memory because, you know, if we get beat, you can't think of it because right. cornerback, he's out there on an island. But Joe has that. I mean, he just got that where he nothing phases him. And he's yeah. like that. And I heard he's like that since high school. That's His tough. high school team only scored 800 and some points. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. It. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Four or 500 in high school, but 800 points. That's like, crazy. But, no, and all I hear about him is what a great leader. And you can tell because when you hear the guys talk about him, they are all in. And you can tell when guys are, you know, we've right. been, but, man, they are just like, this is our guy. This is our leader, you know, mm-hmm. in. You That's the fun thing to watch. NFL yeah, you, Hall of Famer Anthony Munoz, his son, one of the best offensive linemen to oh, ever play at Tennessee. Uh, Michael Munoz, you ever have some scraps with Ramon Foster? <laughs> no, I <laughs> love Ramon. <laughs> you, you were Ramon an old head great. when he was in there. <laughs> I was. I was. My, I was on the way out. Ramon was coming in. And yeah. what, an, what an amazing guy. What an amazing player. What a career. Um, class Listen, act, man. yeah. Look, Ramon's great. Why? What, why? Wait, 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 wait. What did Ramon say about me? What did Ramon say about me first? Let me, let me, let me go and put this out here. He told me to make sure you tell Michael, hey man, with the way you punched me in my chest, you didn't have to do that when I was a freshman. He said I did learn how to punch after that though, so you know he gave props to him. Man. We're all parents, uh, so I think yeah. on uh, you know for every, each one of us, I think it's a really cool thing to see you guys walking Radio Row together. Um, tell us about Fatherhood Festival coming up. Can't. I'll start out and just kind of, and then Michael works up there at the, you know, at the Hall of Fame Village, uh, powered by you know Johnson Controls. But I'm excited because, you know, for someone that grew up just down the road here, never met my dad, never knew my dad, to be able to to understand the importance of being a dad, fathering, which is something that we have to address in this country, and to have the Fatherhood Festival uh, in Canton, Ohio, uh, June 17th, 18th, and 19th, uh, the Hall of Fame Village powered by Johnson Control and Fatherhood uh, Institute. We're going to have a weekend where we're saying, dads, bring your kids, time to engage with the kids, jump into the world. Friday night, having the biggest movie watch at the stadium. Saturday, all day, have activities where they can interact and work together. And and then, of course, you know, there's moms involved. So we're not going to eliminate the moms. They're going to put some tents up. Moms are going to be pampered. Spa, (laughs) pamper the moms over. (laughs) But uh, I'm excited because, you know, we're focusing. And you don't have to be associated with any of these groups. Just dads, bring your kids out. Mm -hmm. Jump into the world. We're going to have a lot of interactive activities and uh, something that Michael and the the Hall of Fame Village have put together. Yeah. I mean, my whole life I had a front row seat to to him and the experiences that he and his career provided. And, uh, you know, you don't want to take that for granted but i think it's pretty cool to be able to partner with the fatherhood institute and have something that's at the hall of fame village and using football as a context to really create those emotional connections and those experiences with your kids and so um that you know in june we're we're having a three-day event um and for more information on on partnering and 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 really from ticketing standpoint you can go to fatherhoodfestival.com um tickets will go on sale february 14th but we're really excited there you go fatherhoodfestival.com anthony munoz michael munoz thank you guys let me me tell you guys something too though man me and me and mike crossed paths we were in school at the same time man when you used to come 
I'm on campus, we used to always say, hey, man, hey, Mike's dad's on campus. Mike's dad's on campus. <laughs> man, you know, and I, I admired you guys, man, well, the, this relationship you. that you guys have. So this is something big, man. I know me and my, um, me and my brothers also, father wasn't really in our life, came back into it later, you know, when, doing good with yeah. the grandkids and stuff. But this is something that we're going we gonna to try to come up in and, and visit That's you guys awesome, with, man. That's, That's awesome. really dope, man. Appreciate you guys. No doubt. Thank, Thank you, guys. Thank you for your time. All right. Say go Vows, man. Go Vows. Three HL one zero four five. So Don is literally doing the viral dance to this song, and she's turning around in her chair. I don't know what's going on here, but did you really not know that that had become like a viral TikTok thing? No. Are you shocked? With. Brooks and Dunn, the neon moon. The neon moon. It's like the 405 and the PCH and all that out here. D-101. Will say, no, it's not. I'm serious. Yes, they call their interstates the whatever. No, I know. Seriously, that's how you know when you meet some. Hey, you know we're live, Slay. We're on the air. Beginners, man. Cow, what up, what up, what up, what up? See, there it is, he's, the energy. He said he's going to bring the energy. Yeah. What up? Hey. 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 Why do they call the interstates the whatever it is? That's how you know somebody in Nashville is from California when they're like, hey, the 840. <laughs> no. You just take the 440 down to the, the 440. Road. Yeah. But you know what? That, that's, the funny thing is that's what – um. It makes you talk like that, so you adapt to it. When I lived out here, that's what we, I used to say. It's like but, Brian Kelly and uh, Cajun Kelly. And they also, we also, they call it the how, the highway, and we call it the interstate. When I used to say I'm jumping on the interstate, they never knew what I was talking about. <laughs> They're like, but, what are you uh, jumping on? I'm telling, I'm going to come down Interstate 91. They'd be like, who? Man, I'm talking about the 91. Oh yeah, man, just come on down, to, man. Come on, man. Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> 65. We're looking for Kix Brooks, who is a friend of the show and a friend of the station. Isn't it all the interstate? All of those things, yeah. So do you think at some point we'll have so many people that have moved in from California that we'll all start calling it the 40? No, 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 no. I'm going to take the 24 East. No, no, no. Heck no. I'm going to say hell no. There you go, Babs. Thank you. Correction. No, ain't no way. What if I start that trend? No. No, Mayor. I'm going to take the 40 West. No, Mayor. I will cut you. No, Mayor. Yeah, slice him up, Babsy. He deserved to be sliced up. Right now, I got no. you. <laughs> what do y'all think? You. What do y'all think about the DH returning to uh, the National League? I'm fi- I'm fine with it from a standpoint. Why are you out on it? Because I don't know nothing about baseball? that part. No, I love baseball. I think I love the playoffs of baseball. I love <laughs> when baseball on, gets to October. You just, just don't have an opinion on the DH. I love baseball. I think I like when it. No, you know what? I'm gonna tell you the truth. Okay. <laughs> baseball got so many breaks. Like in the so like man, you were talking about this last year. Like you can sit there and watch the baseball game, right, Babs? Mm-hmm. They throw a pitch. Mm-hmm. You get up, go use the bathroom, go to the kitchen, get something to drink, come back, and they just now about to throw the other pitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's two pitches. 
in five minutes. It is, it is a long. That's like come well, on. Well, they've got now. a clock on it now, Slay. So you know. You, yeah, you gotta what's the clock? What's the clock? What's the clock? What's the clock? Twenty-five seconds. seconds. Twenty-five Ooh. seconds. There you go. Ooh. Okay, so I can only. That's I can only. So I can only use the bathroom and come that. back. I can only use the bathroom and come back. There's nothing better than sitting. Like on a day baseball game, eating a hot dog and drinking now, a beer. Now, I want all game. that. I want. I'm talking about sitting at He's home. Talking about sitting at home. Yeah, I can't it. do it. Yeah, I, no, no, so, I go to the game. To be honest, this is what I do at home as a lifelong baseball fan. I t- I'll turn on a game and then I do stuff around the house. While you, I don't while you just have it sit there the and watch it. Right. For, now, Will Bowling yep. may sit there and watch his Braves. He does. Got a problem. I'm not mad. Pitch. I'm just disappointed. Ron's about like. the DH. Oh well, that too. Oh, in Ron's well, you see, I, I like disappointed in you for I'm sitting not. down watching an entire game and I, not doing stuff around the house. I'm gonna sound like an old man here. Pop a ball I, and get your son. I like the strategy <laughs> that you have to play with in Absolutely. the National League with the pitcher coming up at some point, Absolutely. because it changes the decisions you make in different at bats. So I like that part of it. So now, as look. a fan, like you're not paying to watch a pitcher bat; you're paying to watch him pitch. But so I get that, but. I, don't I do care. like the I strategy of uniform. I like the strategy of small ball nationally. You want them to be but it equal. has to be. See, you're you're diving into the like the the grittiness of the DH or no DH. Yeah. I'm just strictly from afar saying I don't care what it is, but make it uniform, which is what they did. It's just sad that baseball at this point is all about trying to get new young fans and. It's like the, the the old guy in the in the high school with a skateboard over his back saying, "How do you do, fellow kids?" Like that's that's basically baseball, and they think that more home runs and more scoring is going to get like a twenty five year old to watch baseball, and I don't think there's really anything that they can do to get a twenty five year old to watch baseball until they don't come across as an archaic sport. And I say that as a guy that it's my favorite sport. Um, I don't know. Both leagues are the junior league now because National League would always say the AL is the junior circuit because they don't let the pitchers bat. And now both leagues are the junior circuit, so it's disappointing. So you are against the change. I'm kind of new. Chicks dig the long ball, though. I liked it more than I thought I would. (laughs) I I liked it. It's uh, that's an old Braves one. Yeah, Um, your boys. I liked it more than I thought I would when they brought it in two years ago. So I'm not as against as I used to be, but the strategy, the double switching, and everything is so much better in the in the National League. I agree. Just more entertaining. And more, more, more of the of game matters. Game. Yeah. Like you, you, you've got to make a business decision if you're going to take a pitcher out in the fourth inning, mm-hmm. whereas in you know in the American League you can wait till the fifth or sixth. And it, I don't know, it's well, interesting. There's our baseball coverage. It'll quicken games up a little bit. <laughs> and we can check that box. This has been and this has been scene. talking baseball yes. on three H. Appreciate your insight. Yep. On take that me ball. to the game. Right. Well, we'll take you. You know what? Sounds are about to start back up. Yeah. I'm with that, and I had a blast last time. Tennessee yeah. plays Vanderbilt in Nashville this year. All three games are in I'll Nashville this year. You and I, we're going to be there. That's a great place to watch a game. Here's what we, we need. We need, we need Ron Slay to sit next to the Vandy Whistler. Oh. If oh, the oh. Vandy Whistler finally, is going to be there, Tennessee needs their version of hype man <laughs> next to them. <laughs> well, he met him in person. Jeff I can make that happen. <laughs> I did. I got a picture of him. Oh, Kirby, Jeff, Kirby's on it. I can make that happen. Yeah, Jeff came to one of our uh, uh, <sighs> Buffalo Wild Wings shows. Yep, we I'm got disgusted. a picture of him. So, uh, yeah, that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to Slay will make everyone's experience better, not worse. That's right. That's the difference. All right, I'm done. Thanks. Thank you. PJ says, does it really matter anymore with the amount of pitching changes that occur? I, I told you, PJ, we're done. We spent some time on baseball, and there you go. And I, I hate that because I love it. I love the sport. Will does too. Slay, not so much. No, I listen. Uh, you I like listen. it. It just takes time. No, no. I just need to be at the game. Oh. 
If it's not the playoffs, I'm not watching it at home. You're good in person. You're not good on TV. At home, on the, during the playoffs, because the energy is different, I'm cool at home. Outside of that, no, sir. I got to be at the game. Because I bet on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're literally like two Nobody. feet apart, and I just stared him down after Nobody. he said that. Look at him. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody cares about that. All right. Disappointed, man. Well, uh, at the uh, 104.5. Cut it out. Uh, Tennessee uh, outlasted Mississippi State last night uh, at the hump. Tough play. Mm-hmm. Back in your day it was? Nah, ain't really. The hump really ain't tough. It's some, they some weird stuff can go though. on. Yeah, they play good at home. They were 5-0 and in the SEC at home until this yeah. game and 12-1, and I think, overall. They don't scare me. Mississippi State's never scared me. After Eric Dampier, Darrell Wilson, and – um, Dante Jones are gone. They, I've never been scared of them. But salute to my guys, Tank Hamilton and them. But Mississippi State, ah. they had a good team when I was in school, though. Right. Well, yeah. in terms of uh, this year, like Tennessee obviously going through some stuff with injury, trying yeah. to figure out what the rotation is last night. And uh, Huntley Hatfield got to start and had the first two baskets. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a good time. He's an athletic kid, too. Yeah, and – I think it's just more so just knowing who you are, man. You got to be comfortable in yourself in order to thrive in a situation like that. Because he's a guy, man. Like he, he early on this season, he was playing the game like he was playing against high school guys, and you're not. You're playing against high caliber athletes at the highest level outside of college. I mean, outside of the pros, and he wasn't playing that way. So, well, kudos to them. Kudos to the to the whoever whoever's over. I gotta find. I'm gonna find out who's over the big men. Yeah, I know it used to be Rob Lanier. Yeah, um, he but, left, right? Yeah, he's in Georgia, Georgia State. Um, I got to find out who's over the big man now. It'd be interesting to see. Josiah Jordan James, another monster game, and and with it, man, it it looks like he wants it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's when you're talking about comfortable, he's yeah. a guy that's comfortable. Yeah, I mean, you can see. I mean, you can see it all over on both both ends, and outside of the scoring that he's doing, man, this man really. It's taking on the best guy on the opposite team every yeah. time, one through four, especially with Olivier being out now. One through four, man, and then he's strapping up. Like, you can see him taking on the challenge. The game we were watching, gosh, what was the um, last game? He got the strip. He swiped down at the ball. Um, Texas, when Texas had drove and we said he swiped down at the ball and it could have been – It was that was when the game um, was sending uh, um, Texas guy to the free throw line. It could have went either way, but when he swiped down nine times out of ten, you're not going to get that call. So he's a guy, man, that's really taking on the challenge. I love watching. I love watching Josiah Jordan. The other Jones. thing, like from a point guard perspective, so Kennedy Chandler had been struggling from the free throw line, right? Yeah. Um, gotten a little bit better. But Ziegler, man, I don't think I've seen him miss a free throw under five minutes. Like that guy is so mentally tough. Yeah, he shoot a high percentage. And he – and listen, it's all going back to that. This point in the season, understanding who you are. He understands who he is, and he's bringing exactly what he can bring to the game. That's energy, and being able to pick up any lack of what Tennessee, anything that Tennessee is lacking at the time, whether it be scoring or whatever. Man, his, just like you said, his free throws, man. His three-point ball is falling, and it's the confidence. I. That's the thing, man. We looked at this team early in the year. I don't mean to go away from the conversation, but early in the year, and you saw this team, and you were like, man, this is a three-point team shooting team, man. Are they going to rely on this to carry them through? And then all of a sudden they went through a lull offensively. Then they switched to our calling card as defense. That's what we're going to be. But you never had the offense to come um, even out to what the defense was doing. 
Now you getting both. And I hey, two weeks ago, if you asked me, man, I would say this is a team that goes to the NCAA tournament. Maybe it's out in the first round. Now the way this team is playing, this team is definitely winning the first two rounds and going to Sweet Sixteen at this rate. Questions? <laughs> Don has skeptical face on. Uh, well, no, Don, I'm, let me tell you what Don's doing right now. Don's on that little couch that I left on a minute ago. <laughs> And she's, she just saw me walking back by and telling me, hey, your seat's still here. So I'm just going to go back over there and sit down. Sit down. <laughs> you, I bet you got that, right? When yeah. you fouled out or when you got taken out of the game and you're walking to the bench? Yeah, I did. Did, did I, the crowd? One time. As you soon as you sat down, sit down. One time. You saw. They got me. And I did the, I did the, I did the, the seat fake. The, you did it? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I, where, did they you, on me? Yes. Where, where, on where did you file out? Uh, what was it? It was either Florida or Arkansas. It was one of the two. I don't know. I remember. I remember. So, some of the them seat. will do it just when you come out of the game. Yes, they will. Like you don't yes, have they to will. necessarily so file don't. out. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I don't, I don't. Do you hear them doing that often now? Not very much. They're much more creative much. now. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they. Yeah, you're right. We got a little march going on right here. Was this fan march? <laughs> I don't know. It is. There are fans coming. You're right. There are cheese fans heads. with all kinds of jerseys representing, oh. and uh, there's a cheese oh, there's head. There's a cheese head with there's a mask be on. A Titans in there somewhere, right? Oh, cheese is head, this FanDuel Sportsbook? Uh, I don't know. Um, it's a laugh. Yeah, Don's been begging us to get to to this story, so we need to. Um, some moves in the NBA. Oh, let's go to it. James yeah. Harden does get moved. Yes. Babs did beg for this. To Philly. So, how do you think this, this changes the outlook for Philly and, and the Nets? Ben Simmons going to the Nets. Oh. Um, Seth Curry, too. I think it has a different dynamic for Brooklyn and 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 Philly. Um, I think you look at it and you finally get a, a coach. You look over James Harden's career. When has James Harden had a, you can say, Hall of Fame coach in regardless if you like the way he coaches or not in Doc Rivers, who's at Philly right now. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how, how much do coaches matter in the NBA. Like the play, I feel like the players run everything. Yeah, until the playoffs. Okay. Until the playoffs. Like you got to have a foundation set going into that. Um, you got to be able to keep the morale up and things of that nature. Once you get in the playoffs, though, it's X's and O's then. It's you know, such a weird – it's such a weird professional league to me yeah. now with what it is now. Yeah. Because you talk about that James Harden that didn't, you know, didn't force or officially request a trade yeah. because he didn't want people to, you know, right. judge him because right. he did that, what, like a year ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, and it's so he did without, like, officially requesting a trade, yeah. right? So yeah. he didn't officially request it, but he still made it known, and, and he still got what he wanted. And I just feel like all the players get what they want. Without question. Like, it is a player. And, and I'm not saying don't come at me with, well, they're the ones that are yeah. playing. Yeah. They're you the ain't t- saying it's a bad it. thing or anything. You're just saying what yeah. it is. I'm just saying it is that. Yeah. So also at that rate, like, how much of coaching is – there and and you talk about okay it is in the postseason because that's when it's like hey yeah. scheme off it whatever play yeah. a little defense here yeah. and there you yeah. know because you start to look at the details of it once right. you get to the playoffs a seven game series you need to win four of those games and it's the, the smallest adjustment that makes you go ahead and that's not done by the players because mano y mano you, you you even each other out but that one sub or that's the change so in the lineup you know what I'm saying or and it's game out to game play. yeah and it's game to game yeah out of bounds plays and things of that nature like it, it's 
it's different matchups and how you can get to those matchups where it comes down to coaching, especially you know, nowadays when the guys are so young, you know, everybody don't have a Chris Paul right. that's a coach on the floor on their team. So gonna be gonna be interesting. And then as far as Brooklyn goes, I think it's gonna be good for a guy like Ben Simmons to be able to play as free as he is when you got two ultimate scores on the same team. So when when we come back, um there are fa- there are varying opinions down here about Ryan Tannehill moving yes. forward yes. with Ryan Tannehill. It's really it's really bizarre. Like there's no there's no like safe middle ground. Like mm-hmm. guys are either one way or the other. Like and and it's kinda interesting. We'll talk about that next three HL one oh four five the zone. Three HL one zero four five the zone. Brent Doherty, Don Davenport, Ron Slay, Kirby's here. Will Bowling's here, complaining about things. Do you know what I just found out about one Will Bowling? What's that? He has Lane Kiffin blocked on Twitter. <laughs> what? Why? He's annoying. He said he's he said. annoying. Did you see what he tweeted today? The airplane thing? It was really funny. Let's race. Showed the Tennessee plane, then showed Lane Kevin behind him on yep. the runway. <laughs> really? Yeah. Lane is crazy. Now he's got well, transferred to the SIP shirts made. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't care. SIP, he said, let's SIP. race at Coach Hypel at Vol Football. 1-0. <laughs> and then, and if you look, it's One a picture of the Tennessee plane in front of him. And then he hashtagged it, no clock stops. <laughs> no clocks. I mean, something else, ain't he? No, like, here's the deal. That's next level trolling. Speaking of trolling, what about? Yeah, go ahead, Slay. There's got to be somebody else in charge of his. his no, team. oh no. He can't pay attention to this stuff that much, man. He, he got to have something else to do. He's not right. Golly. <laughs> I'm telling you. That's crazy, Babs. He's master troll. Okay. Master troll. Like, he's like Yoda. Yep. D- name, to name all of a, the troll lights that are out there. Name another head football coach. Oh, there's not one. Like no. him. No. Okay. I mean, there's not one. Is that who you want at Auburn? Y'all no. want him? No. No. Boy, that was not convincing. I just want I just want stability and you know what it's the same thing I forget who I was listening to earlier wide receiver who was it for the Panthers who was talking about his Stephen Baker the touchdown maker no not him uh, who was talking that dog will bite you uh, talking about you know what what do you want at your quarterback position who do you want whatever I just want stability. That's what he said. I just I just want to know who it is. I just want stability. That's where I think Auburn fans are. Just want stability without trying to dig up the dirty stuff to get rid of and for cause a coach. Like, just stability. Slade just got this grim on his face. Because you know this is exactly the, what he, he said two years ago. <laughs> yes! <laughs> word for word. Yes! It's amazing. Yes! I pr- like... This is sound like Meg Ryan and when Harry met Sally. Hey man, it's like it's like Babs just recorded it and and then she went back and just hit just play. Just hit play. This, this, hey man, that's amazing. I never, but honestly, I never thought 
that I would see another school go through a dumpster fire. And y'all ain't even y'all y'all dumpster ain't even lit. No, it's just it's just it's, like it's, it's gathering dumpster juice right now. There you go. And it's starting to leak a little bit. It's mm-hmm. flammable. Mm-hmm. Did you do that? No, no Hunk did it. Oh. Oh. That's so, yeah. um, and we'll get to Tannehill in just a second. But speaking of <laughs> spe- speaking of troll moments, what about Zach Mettenberger joining the Alabama staff as an analyst? I read that he just blasted them and talked about how much he hated Alabama That's crazy. like three weeks ago in his podcast. What? That's wild, man. I, um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Do you used to I'm see him at old. Losers, too? Yeah, he, yeah. There's there are documented <laughs> incidents of Mettenberger at losers. Documented. Documented incidents of issues at losers wow. for that guy. I I um, here's the deal. Nick Saban knows what he's doing. I just wouldn't pin that guy as a super smart offensive mind to really provide offensive analysis. Is that a nice way of putting? I mean, you just, it? you just blasted the guy, man. Whatever it is, in I'm a, in the car with you because I I kind of agree with you. Like I, I'm with you, I'm rolling with you. Dude like, had that, a, I, that guy. Dude had a hose. <laughs> yes, I'm with. That. Yeah, but what does that, that have to do, to do with do, offensive analysis? Yeah, nothing. Uh-uh. I mean, I'm just trying to say nice things. <laughs> Why? Because I, I just blasted him. You blasted him. In I, th- a very, I actually not, thought like a very southern way. It was it was like bless your sweetheart, yes. Zachary Mettenberger. Like a lot of people wouldn't even notice that you blasted him. You did it so well. It's definitely it's usually not my style either. No, I usually go right at it, like me several times during breaks today. Jimmy White is just roaming, boy. Is he? Yeah. He's got two pencils, two turntables in the microphone. I gotta put that picture out of him with his pencils <laughs> sticking out of his it. head. So like, Tan- Ryan Tannehill is a talking point down here. Just yes. people just talking. Mm-hmm. Amongst people, right? Um, and the opinions on, on him vary. There, there are a lot of people that think he's he's plateaued and he's done, and uh, you know he is what he is, and and you know now he's going on the other side of the hill, kind of like Kirby in Minneapolis. Remember when he when he tried to he got the box from the front desk, and they plow all the snow into these giant mountains in the parking lot. So Kirby thought it'd be great after a night of drinking to go up there and slide down it, sled down it on this box. So the Women in the lobby understood the liability involved, but they thought the the humorous elements to what could possibly happen outweighed any kind of liability uh, exchange. So they give Kirby the box. He goes up to the top of the hill. You know what he does? He falls off the other side of the hill. That's where Ryan Tannehill is. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill is on the top of a of a snow plowed mountain of snow, and he's sliding down the other side. That's according to a lot of people. Now, Warren Moon, we talked with yesterday after the show, and, and guys, he he thinks Warren he thinks that Ryan Tannehill will be fine. He said, you know, he's still got the arm talent, he's still got the legs. There was some disconnect there. He he pointed to all the the pieces that were missing from time to time, game to game throughout the cor- course of the year, and said, you know, from a quarterback perspective, you want that consistency, you want to have that, and he didn't have it. I w- I was actually surprised by. How much he went in on on believing that Tannehill's still good. Yeah. And yeah. and I say still yeah. good in a casual way. Not I'm not saying still good at football. Right. I'm, I'm saying is he feels like he can be the guy to still get the job. Right. Done. And look, Warren Moon's not just some guy watching football uh, on no. television. Like he is a quarterback evaluator and he works yeah. with quarterbacks. Yes. Um so yeah, I thought his point was interesting on that. 
it's it's interesting to me how many former players really believe in Tannehill yeah. too. You know, I I mean yeah. like all the former players that we talked to, we talked to um uh Marshall Falk. Yeah. Um Warren Moon, the list goes on and on. I'm going blank right now, but all of them to a man have said that like he can go get the job done. Like when you hearing um Ryan Clark and those guys talk about him on on that on this podcast, the pivot. Like all of them say the same thing. So this this is this is interesting. He got help coming in. Well, we talked to Trey Wingo today to book him for tomorrow, and we asked him about Ryan Tannehill, and, and boy, he's got some pointed things to say. National media perspective. <laughs> he's on one side. Yeah, so ho- hopefully we we'll can... get that out of him on mic. You know, we have so. to. We have to. Yeah. Um, coming up tomorrow, uh, Sam Acho, Kevin Harlan, I think is the best radio play-by-play guy right now, um, nationally speaking. Trey Wingo, Greg Cosell, Mike Haynes, among others. That's coming up tomorrow. We appreciate. Our friends at Ferguson. Show. Yeah, Ferguson HVAC, Two Rivers Ford, a moment's peace, Salon and Day Spa, and USS, United Structural Systems, for helping us be here. Will Bowling, great job. Kirby, great job. Don Davenport, great job. Ron Slay, great job. Day two is in the books. Joe Hunk back at the world-famous music <laughs> Hunk had a day to day. Hunk, had Hunk earned his money with the dump button today. Thanks, Pac-Man. Pac-Man Jones was on the show. You need to go hear that podcast for sure. And, uh, yeah, hopefully Dunk got uh, Dunk. Hunk got them all. Hunk, could, Hunk maybe we could dunk. The there Hunk were five dunk. total, counting the SEAL Team 6 as well. Oh, oh yeah. SEAL Team 6 went one, two. I had yeah. a question for them. I forgot to ask them, man. All right, well, maybe you can ask them tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Back at it. Love y'all. Have a great night. Be careful out there. See ya.